When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. What time is it? It's Brownie time! <laughs> Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. <laughs> I didn't notice. Uh, did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? <laughs> it feels good. And I know how much you hate the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai. Down to Mark Grody. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, uh, man? I ain't even talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with, with uh, Bubba and then the bird. So, Bubby. 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 And when the Patriots took a 3 no. nothing lead. I when thought, they took no, a... no, 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 less. The Bears were America's team. What are you talking about? The no, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Yeah, everybody. Sure they were. Yeah, they were. Everybody. You weren't down there. I was. Mark Grody, go ahead. Unmute Mark. Here I am. Unmuted. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. What's happening? How is your recovery coming along? Because that's what it continues to feel like this week. It's not like the typical Bears loss hangover where you pop your Advil or X-Shank Tylenol, whatever it is your choice of pain reliever is, marijuana, and you're okay maybe after about 4 or 5 o'clock the next day. But this one hit differently, and it's still the way I feel. I just ran into uh, Tyler Buterbaugh, one of our fine producers here at the score, and I just said, hey, how you doing? Like, just like the innocuous question that we all ask each other when we see, hey, what's up? How you doing? He's like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Sunday and Monday and today, I, you know, I'm still kind of reeling. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what we were talking about yesterday, that this is, this is a recovery week that we are all involved in. Our producer tonight is Leo Stodderher. And he has opened the phone lines, I noticed. Uh, 63, or excuse me, uh, 312, 644, 67, 67 is the number. That is where you can call if you would like. <clears throat> Pardon me, got a little bit of a cold here. Um, you can call or you can text. And I see here, Leo, I don't know if you see it the same way I do, but I'm just looking at the text line. Somebody got blocked. Somebody just got blocked from the text line. I didn't block anybody. But it's it's up there. At least this computer is the one that I'm on right now. It is shaded. A a three oh nine number has been blocked that from sending me. messages to the three one two six forty four sixty seven. I'm not sure that might have, must have been Shane or Tanny. Oh, that yeah. wasn't me. Well, it, I, I don't know who. It could have been Matt or Danny. So I'm just saying, <clears throat> there's been some blocking going on. Somebody must have said something. Somebody must have said something. 
that hit just a little bit incorrectly. But we we are open. Um, I don't necessarily plan to block anybody on the text line tonight. I mean, it really it takes it does take a lot for any of us to do that. We've we've all had to do it before because personal is personal, and uh, sometimes you can only let it go so far. So that is my guess as to what happened and why I sit in the the chair here in our fine score studios downtown and see that somebody has been blocked. Uh, one th- another thing that I saw right before I came in here, Tariq Cohen, the ex-Chicago Bear, had a tryout for Carolina today. That's per Brad Biggs. Biggs always gets these nuggets. One of the, the connections, though, is that where are they now? Chris Tabor. Remember Chris Tabor? Chris Tabor, the ex-Bears special teams coach, is now the special teams coach in Carolina. And it just got me thinking about Chris T- or uh, Tariq Cohen. Doesn't he kind of owe, owe the Bears? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't he? You know he's only 28 years old, Tariq Cohen. It feels like so long ago that it all went down with Tariq Cohen. And because it was such an arduous, long process, and I was there for all of it, you know, is he okay? Is is there something more to it than you guys are telling us? Is it career-threatening? And we just received very little concrete, on-the-record information on what was a torn ACL and a torn MCL, and one that clearly has put a dent and potential end to his career, but he's still getting tryouts and getting a tryout with, with Carolina. But yeah, I feel like uh Tariq Cohen somehow, some way owes the bears. And I only say that because he gets, he gets the con, he, you know, he doesn't really owe anybody. I mean, it's almost, you almost feel good for him as a human being because he gets the three-year, what was it, $18 million deal. I don't know how much of it was guaranteed or how that works, quite frankly, after the injury, what the injury settlement is um, at that point. But three years and 17 and a quarter is, is what it is. In September, September 20th of 2020, and then a couple weeks later in Atlanta, again, torn ACL, torn MCL, and that would – Ultimately, after a long process of, oh, he's still out, he's still out into the next year, this arduous recovery, and remember all the Instagram photos and, and all of that popped up. And it was just, it, you rooted for him, and you cut, they, they gave the indication that he might be able to play. I remember, I remember one of the things I, I tweeted, and probably other people on the beat as well, I'm not the only one who had eyes on Tariq Cohen, but when he was out on the field and not practicing, because he was always out there with the guys, always, always, always did that. He was one of those guys that went away, and he was dancing one day. I was like, ooh, Tariq Cohen's out there dancing. He is good to go. He is he is ready. But then never again. So Tariq Cohen, you know, he was a blast in, in – he had a nice 2017, his rookie year, which kind of moved well. The momentum was still there into 2018. He had a great season in 2018. And then Matt Nagy didn't know how to get him open anymore. And then the injury, and then he's gone. So what, you know, looked like a guy who was going to be around for a long time and probably rack up some pretty decent numbers for the Bears in a lot of different capacities. Like, it felt like his game was going to age well and all of that stuff, and then nothing. Remember, great punt returner, too, really good special teams. He was uh, quite a player that never really panned out with the Chicago Bears. 
Um, 312-644-6767. I see you guys jumping in. Well, I'll get to you here in a second. But do want to get into the Cubs a little bit. The the And I've got some bears to come back to. But sidetracked early by Tariq Cohen as I just found out these things before I came into the studio. It just got me thinking about Tariq Cohen. I don't, and again, I don't know that he's actually a fit for the Bears or what kind of shape the guy is in for that matter. But the Cubs are at Colorado tonight, 740, looking for two in a row in this three-game series before they go to Arizona, by the way. Uh, Javier Assad scheduled to start for the Cubs against Chris Flexen for Colorado tonight. But Last night was kind of a blast to watch the game. And I forgive any runs in any scenario, especially late in the game, as it did happen to the Cubs, where you're like, okay, this is no time for the Rockies to be winning the first game of the series. But the Cubs win that game yesterday, 5-4. to four. Of course, Jan freaking Gomes with the two-run single in the ninth inning to make it 5-4. Just, just really one-upping himself for the RBI hit he had had earlier in the game. It's unbelievable. There's a top 10 list of of Jan freaking Gomes big moments to basically win games for the Cubs. And not all of them with the bat. A lot of them with the bat. But there was a couple with the glove as well. One specific where he threw a guy out at second, and it was of heavy-duty consequence. I don't remember exactly who they were playing. Probably somebody out there remembers it. But the point is, I'll start with Jan freaking Gomes, but the – the Pete Crow Armstrong factor last night. He was just out there bouncing around. Here comes, here he comes. The guy that I have been complicit in building up since I was doing overnights for Grobber when I did my overnight season. I don't even know if I did it for a year. It was a season. It was a season. And I a, a sports radio season is what it was. And hey, Sean Sears and I still tweet out loud about. PCA and he's coming, he's coming. Yeah, Sean covers or like pays a little bit more attention than I do because he's into the, like the really nitty gritties, kind of a minor league nerd, all that kind of stuff, which I appreciate about him. But he'd have the videos ready for me and the catches. So PCA was sort of this mystical thing that we just talked about. And I didn't really watch him play baseball, but I saw the highlights and I mean, it's neat to say PCA, and it's neat to say Pete Crow or Armstrong, and then all of a sudden, there he was, comes it comes bouncing into the game. He he's a he's a, a pinch runner. All of a sudden, David Ross puts on a let's get you going, man. He's he's leaning. I saw him out there. He's bouncing around, getting a nice lead. He's giving away the fact that he, that a hit and run is about to come, and it was successful. It was successful in that they stayed out of the double play. So there's PCA bouncing around at second base, and all right, next bat. There he goes, PCA running for third base, and he is out, out at third. Oh, and he just bounced back up, and you could tell he was really pissed off. And, uh, but, but he bounced back into the dugout and there was PCA in full effect. And he just, he just seemed like a, a super ball out there. He just uh, like a blast of a player. Uh, that's, that's what it felt like. He just, let's go. PCA lived up to my own little world of hype. I, I would just have to say now there's plenty more like tonight. He is batting eighth and starting in center field tonight. So, and hey, Coors Field, is it still Coors Field? Yeah. It, it is not an easy place to play. May, maybe one of the most difficult places in all of baseball to play the outfield 
period, let alone center field, because there's some odd depth to it. I mean, it's you got to cover a lot of ground out in Colorado. So it, it's going to be fun, though, man, just from the beginning. I hope they zero in on him. Going, Let's see him bouncing out to center field. He's, oh, I didn't even – the bunt. The bunt. He, the, he got in that bat in the game. And there he bounces up to the plate. He's got his little stance. Here we go. Let's do, take a swing up, shortens up, and pushes a bunt to the left side of the diamond. And it was perfectly executed. Got to see him bounce down the, the baseline. So it was all good, man. And for real, real, I am looking forward. It's always exciting when a new, you know, well-discussed prospect, well-hyped prospect comes up. We've seen it on both sides of town a ton and it's always fun. It's always fun to see. And PCA has just been this thing that I, I feel like I was kind of, even though I wasn't, I was kind of in on the ground floor. Like I was in on PCA before a lot of people were or really talking about it because, you know, I had five hours of live radio a night on the overnight. So, yeah, sometimes you got you to gotta go with the, the futures, the futures stories, things like that. Let next day's news. Next month's news. We just did next year's news sometimes on the overnights. But, yeah, it was it was very cool to see. And today we did – do we have a little bit of audio here uh, discussing PCA? We got Nico Horner, right? No, we do not. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, okay. We're, we are eventually going to hear from Nico Horner who was talking about PCA and the experience that he was. Another guy. Another guy who – is blowing me away for the Cubs. And, like, I don't have a great record on evaluating recent Cubs pitchers. I did not evaluate Justin Steele particularly well. Um, But, and I'm watching more closely now than I was at the end of last year, admittedly. But Jordan Wicks, man, I did not expect any of this from Wicks, what he's doing. I was very excited when they brought him up. But I did not expect four really good performances, including one that was absolutely dominant. The first one, the first one against Pittsburgh, when he did the nine strikeouts to zero walks, was it? Did he even walk a guy in that game? And Jordan Wicks, too. He look he looks like an adult, like he looks older, and I think it's the glasses, like the glass, the sports goggles that are, um, I think they're black, aren't they? Um, that really stand out and make him look a little bit more mature, I think. So he looks older, and he pitches like he's an adult out there. You know what I mean? Like he seems like he knows what he's doing. And we know that there's plenty of tuning up that he's probably got to do, and I'm not putting him in as a Cy Young candidate, but he really looks like he knows what he's doing out there, the way he works the plate and painting the the inside and outside corner he has been a pleasure to watch so far for the Cubs. So, so that's Wicks. And I got a couple other Cubs things that I want to talk about. But let's go back to Nico Horner today, who was on Parkins and Spiegel on their show as he is once a week, right around two thirty or so. And Nico Horner saying that PCA has freakish tools. Yeah, our lockers are next to each other in spring training, so I spent a. I've been around him a, a decent amount now and just a guy who um, I think obviously pretty clear just in the highlights and stuff, but um, just to, you know, freakish athleticism and, and the energy level is, 
is really exciting to have around. Um, I think that's a, 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 bi- a big way you can impact the group just with us being a spark. And um, But it also just a nice combination of, of confidence and how he carries himself, but also wanting to learn, which is kind of all you can ask for because you, know, you don't want someone that's just turning themselves over and is like, oh, what can I do? And just trying to please people because that's never going to work. But, um, you know, he's here to here to, to listen and to work on his game. And he knows he brings – some pretty special skills to the table, but also has a lot to learn, and that's a good combo. Nico Horner on with uh, Parkinson Spiegel talking about Pete Crow Armstrong. And, yeah, I mean, that's some good stuff. And it is interesting that down the stretch in a pennant race for the Cubs that they are bringing up players from the farm system and putting them right into the cycle that they are being put into key important spots in really important games. And David Ross addressed that today. He was on with Bernstein and Holmes today. And coming up next, I thought David Ross gave an outstanding, almost got goosebumps, answer in regards to the kids that have come up for the Cubs. I'm Mark Rohde. That is coming up next. We're also going to take your calls, 312-644-6767. I promise we will get to that next as well on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. All right, a couple of text messages. I'm not blocking you. 312-644-6767. I mentioned that because when I took over the seat here at The Score in our downtown studios, it just says, with a smiley face next to it, phone number, has been blocked for sending messages to the... 312-644-6767. So, we'll see if anything's blockable here. 630, I hope PCA hits for the cycle tonight. Chicago needs a hero. Block that guy. Chicago does not need a hero. 
that would be great. If if he's good, that'd be great. He is PCA Pete Crow Armstrong starting in center field for the Bears. The Bears for the Cubs tonight in Colorado, a game which you can hear starting at 7.05 right here on 670. The score. Is Zach doing pregame tonight? Gabe's doing pregame tonight. Oh, Gabe's back in. Gabe Ramirez will be in studio, so I'll get to see my guy, Gabe. And then Zach's doing the play-by-play along with uh, Ron Coomer. So that'll be excellent. Uh, to Batting eighth, playing center field tonight. And I just love the way PCA bounced around last night. Just came pinch runner. He's going on the hit and run, and then he tries to steal third. Ah, darning him out. And then he lays down a beautiful bunt, just PCA bouncing around all over the place. I just absolutely loved it. Talked a little bit about Tariq Cohen because he, according to Brad Biggs of the Tribune, had a tryout with Carolina where Chris Tabor is the special teams coach. And, of course, Tabor helped to develop Tariq Cohen when he was the special teams coach of the Chicago Bears. And like a lot of special teams coaches, Tariq Cohen or uh, Chris Tabor, great guy. He is. I mean, they just they tend to just be very happy, enthusiastic people, do special teams head coaches um, or coordinators throughout the league. Um, and, and something on him, the, there was a texter that was saying that, oh, here it is from the 630. Cohen had a horrifically sad family life. There was an athletic piece on him, rooting hard for him. Yeah, no, he, he certainly has, and I, I would concur. Yes, I root for Tariq Cohen. I think he might owe the Bears a little something in terms of playing. You know, I mean, three years, seventeen million. I understand this is this, you earned that in the NFL, but never, never played again. So, but he is at large, and yes, the Bears could bring him in for a tryout if they'd like. But hey, they've got their punt returner, at least the guy that is capable of catching the balls. Um, Bears are soft, right? Can you imagine one guy in the locker room who would address this? as not acceptable, an Olin Krutz type. Um, I don't know if the Bears have that type in the locker room right now. 3-1-2, too bad the, the Bears' O-line can't block. A lot of those coming in. A lot of those coming in, in conjunction with the blocks on the uh, on the text line. Jump, dump them, dump them, dump them. <laughs> Let's get back to David Ross because we were talking about seriously about PCA and Jordan Wicks and the effect that that these guys have made on the on the roster, and you think, okay, is this really any time to be bringing these guys up? And David Ross was on again today with Bernstein and Holmes, and he was talking about why these guys are here. We're not developing players right now. We're trying to win games, and uh, Pete's skill set, like I said before, is, is a is a real value. Um, and, and these big outfields, we're gonna we're gonna have. Uh, Pete will get some at bats. You know, I think he'll he'll come in for defensive purposes at times. Uh, you know, gives us the flexibility of having Mike Talkman to insert him in pitch hit, hit situations like we did last night. Uh, and he came through with a big at bat. Um, I think that's just you know we've got. Uh, more roster talent now uh, and able to implement, you know, Pete's legs, stolen bases. Uh, he's got some things he's still got to learn and grow. Uh, so there are going to be some some growing pains. Uh, like, we, you know, last night gets thrown out third, you know, some little little things that we've got to clean up with him. But, um, you know, he's an exciting young man out there trying to take advantage of, of his skill set. And we'll try to try to um, curtail that to help us win ball games in the middle of, of, of competing Night in and night out. I wonder if he was mad at PCA, just in the baseball sense, last night when he took off for third in that place. Now, I can't imagine that Pete Crow Armstrong did not have some sort of autonomy 
on the bases that he was, you know, blowing through the proverbial stop sign in that case, and or if that was a situation where they wanted that. But I would guess at least the public answer on that would be that, you know, we don't want to take the hustle out of this guy. I mean, I remember the one thing that sort of resonated with me when Jed Hoyer was on the station recently talking about him saying basically, you know, the stop running into walls and there, there's a brick wall here at Wrigley Field. You will get hurt if you continue to do the things or play the way you have um, in the minor leagues, which is great, obviously. You want to see a guy who wants to cover every inch of center field, and you want a guy who thinks that he can steal second, third, and home as well. But uh, maybe he's not Billy Hamilton. God, that guy was such a terror when he was in his prime with the Reds, and he'd just steal every base against the Cubs, and there was nothing anybody could do about it. But, yeah, I do. I wonder if that just just knowing the defensive side, if that exists offensively for him, if that truly was something that they needed to clean up, as David Ross said within that. But I know he wasn't necessarily saying, yeah, we had to call him into the office and you don't steal third. I, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious if he thought that was a good baseball play. The part that I really like about it, though, that seriously, it did kind of give me goosebumps when I heard it early, when I heard it live. And David Ross saying, we're not developing players. We're looking for wins. Or maybe we're, we're not looking to develop players right now. We're looking for wins. And it just reminded me again of how precious it is. And I guess we could just say in our Chicago baseball world, when you are in a pennant race and you get to hear all the winning stuff now, like there's no there's no longer that why isn't he doing this? They're doing it. That Every option is open. And, yeah, they're bringing in these young players. But if they're not going to produce, they're the hell out of here and you can go home for the rest of the year. We'll talk to you during spring training. And so it's just it's just reassuring again. And I didn't need the reassurance, but it's just always unbelievable to hear the manager in this unlikely season, I might add, David Ross saying, eh, 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 this is about winning right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll tighten things up, as he said. We'll clean things up with PCA, which may have just been them saying, hey, if you're, if you're going to steal in that situation, because I can't imagine that they would tell him, no, no, we don't want you to do that. But I can't imagine them saying, like, just technique-wise, like, you've got you if you're going to steal third in that case, um, you better, you better absolutely know that you're going to make it. You better have such a good read on that pitcher or know that the next pitch is going to be a breaking. But you better be, you better pick the absolute premium pitch on which to run. I, that's the way I would handle it if if we were going to go the route of you know that whether he should have even stolen the base or attempted to steal the base or did he just do it incorrectly 312644 got a couple more Ross that I want to get to but I do want to get to your calls and thank you for the patience of Bob in Arlington Heights that is hello Bob Mark hey it's good to hear you again it was really good hearing you on midnight you know I know you probably don't like this idea but Man, it'd be good to have you on five nights a week like that, but I'm sure that's not going to fit Mark's lifestyle. I, I tell, I'll be honest with you: if I could handle it, if I could, if I felt like I wouldn't uh, become very unhealthy, I would love I to do it because I love doing it. It was very fun, and it can be. Uh, it was a little bit. Uh, 
difficult, a monumental at first is because of Les Grobstein and the fact that five-hour solo is difficult. But once you get the rhythm, there's a certain rhythm that, that carries you in the overnight, unlike any other day part. I was, I was, I had to say, after the Packer, after the Bears game Sunday, you know, it was one of those days where we really missed Les. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he must. But, but oh. um, back to today, um, how many more games is Quas gonna? <laughs> keep, you know, I, I just, you know, it's a good thing I'm an old man because he's making me old. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, there's no doubt about it that. There's a couple of guys. Well, really, there's a few guys that have been starting to look shaky that, you know, like Mark Leiter, who seemed like a savior out of the bullpen in the first half of the year because he could get everybody out. Um, Daniel Palencia. <laughs> Daniel Palencia. That's, I only laugh because that is uh, Dan Bernstein's guy. And, we're, and I, will, I will connect those dots for you here momentarily because David Ross – was um, challenged, we'll, we'll just say, by Dan Bernstein today on that pitcher and uh, his abilities out of the bullpen. But, yeah, at this point, and, and, and hey, it's, it's always fair game. Um, uh, fair game is the right way to put it, but any bullpen loss sucks. But when it's a pennant race and it's day-to-day and they get really loud. That's why that series in Cincinnati seemed like a terror when in back-to-back games they were walked off. And one of those was Mark Leiter, wasn't it? Was the other Palencia? Or no, Alzali was out by then. Alzali had had his own issues blowing games before he got hurt, um, but he's back now. There hasn't been a setback, has there? I mean, he's he's good to go. So that is a that is a good thing for the Cubs as well. But yeah, no, to the to the point of the call, the there have been issues with the bullpen with a few guys and uh we shall see again. Javier Saad gets the ball to start for the Cubs tonight. 312-644-6767. Am I uh one or two here, Leo? Line one or line two? Uh, <laughs> okay. One's a Bears, one's a Cubs. We got some Cubs momentum going. I'll take them both. But I like how you put that. You put it back on me. He said, one's Cubs, two's Bears. All right, I'm closing my eyes. Who's this? John? I had to open my eyes. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, John, how are you? Um, good. So um, I'm not so sure. Well, I'm not as confident as you are in, in Jordan Wick. I just like what uh, I've seen so far. I've just, I like what I've seen so far. I, I, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I haven't, like, for, first of all, Keith Law, some of the other guys weren't really high in him because, you know, they didn't think he had, you know, top rotation stuff. He's like one of those high floor, low ceiling guys, and mm-hmm. I get it because he's, he's, he's eating innings right now, and I think that's it's really, really important. But at the same time, with two leaves left in the season, I think you need more than an innings eater. You need somebody with the potential to dominate. I'd rather see like a Cade Horton up here. I mean, Wicks pitched, what, six, seven innings last time, struck one guy out, gave up ten hits, has given up a lot of hard contact. I, you know, I just, I'm not in love with what I've seen so far. Wow. Okay. All right, man. Hey, that that's cool. That that's really putting them under the microscope right now. I mean, that is that is tough right there. It's true. Jordan Wicks. The one thing that is disappointing about him is that he no, he's not a super velocity guy. 
So, yeah, he depends on painting a little, like he was last night. And, I, by the way, I, I do – well, I, I got no problem with people not being high on Jordan Wicks. If that's what you're projecting, that's what you're projecting. And if that's what Keith Law said or what people were, say, were saying, and that's fine. I mean, he's, he's a first-round pick for the Cubs, and he has looked the part since he's been up. I don't – no, he's not – has not been in the innings eater it could get to that point, and I don't look at like if we're really going to start projecting. This is not necessarily what I meant to do with Jordan Wicks tonight. But you're really projecting. I'm not projecting that he's a one or a two, maybe a three, maybe a two, maybe a two. Maybe that's what a two looks like. Um, but that, like just off the top of my head, I'm not saying that this guy is going to be an ace. But he's actually given you exactly what you needed in the midst of what seemed like a really shaky situation with your starting pitching. I mean, I don't know who was, I, I don't even remember the other guy that he brought up that he said that they should look at. I mean, if there's a better option and the Cubs are missing out on it, then yeah, of course, shame on them. But it seems to me that they picked a pretty good option in the midst of what's going on with Marcus Stroman. And I mean, cause I was thinking about this and I'm sure you have too, if you're a Cubs fan, could you imagine if you did have prime Marcus Stroman, the prop, the the Marcus Stroman before he got injured, and it, the, you know I know the, the the few starts right before he got down, he was like starting to like he was bad, but throughout most of the year, you know he he was dominant. So if you could like all of a sudden, and with Kyle Hendricks coming back from his injury, which I think a lot of us did not expect, all of a sudden with with Stroman and legitimate Justin Steele and legitimate Kyle Hendricks, all of a sudden you have what I couldn't put together at the beginning of the season. You have yourself a really good one, two, three for the playoffs. Now, did the Stroman thing obviously affect Jordan Wicks coming up? It definitely had an effect, but it's still very possible that Wicks could have come up anyway. And hey, it's still not out, it's not completely out of the question that that Strowman will return. As a matter of fact, Ross talked about him um, a little bit and said, you know, did not rule out the possibility that David Ross could pitch for the Cubs this year. Wasn't you know, there really wasn't more or less than that. So take that for what it is. But it's not completely out of the question. But all of a sudden, man. Not just, not just a okay. We've got we've got three arms that are legitimate. We've got three arms that could win you playoff games, man. That's what they would have had if Marcus Stroman would have stayed healthy. So the fact that Jordan Wicks has done what he has done in his starts has been really amazing, really amazing to come up here and have the poise that he has had. And as I said, pitch and looks. <laughs> Looks like an adult. He looks kind of old. He looks like a 31-year-old out there. Um, but looks in pitches like an adult. What a boost. What a boost this guy has has been. Got to take a break. When we come back, I guess I got to take the Bears call. If, if the Bears caller is patient enough to hold on through the break, I will, I will transition to the Bears call next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. I wonder if Brian Onora is okay. Brian Onora was the home plate umpire last night in the Cubs-Colorado game. And it was really weird early in the game, if you missed it. After, like, a strike call, I don't remember who was up, quite frankly, because there was such a long delay. But Brian Onora, the home plate umpire, just takes the mask off and kind of trots over into the dugout, ducks below, and never did return. Never. Brian Onora never did come back. And it like it felt like a, almost innocuous at first because you just think lots of things. And I've covered enough baseball and football on the sidelines, up close and personal, to know that sometimes you got to go. Sometimes you got to go. It, that's and Sometimes they do it more publicly than others. Trust me. Um, and so I thought that that could have been what happened, that you just had to go. But he's like, yeah, he's not coming back. He's not coming back out here. And then, of course, you start to think, oh, man, I hope something really bad didn't happen. And I still don't know. I don't know if there's been an answer to – I heard Ross on earlier, and he said he, he didn't know. Didn't know what happened. It didn't sound like Ross was terribly worried about it, so maybe he did know, and maybe he did re- know that it was it was nothing, but something that they didn't necessarily want to want to share. But I wasn't worried because he because he jogged off, you know what I mean? Like, so he wasn't in the midst of having like a heart attack or something like that. I mean, that's at least where my brain went. But he never returned. There was about a fifteen to twenty minute delay in the game. And I was surprised that there wasn't more like reporting on that and what happened and where he is, unless I have missed something. I hope Brian Onora is okay. So shout out to him. One other thing from that game, I wasn't crazy last night, right? And maybe I'm like behind on this because I've been so bears. 
there was a Steve Bartman lookalike in the front row at Coors Field last night, right? That's what I was seeing. I wasn't crazy. I mean, I was kind of just like laying down on the couch, watching the game, flipping around on the commercials. I saw that, right, Leo? Yeah, he was there, like right behind home plate. Yeah, <laughs> the lookalike it wasn't him. No, but it was like a costume. <laughs> yeah, and definitely then, on purpose. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the the reason. Like, that's a weird place for that to pop up. I mean, we're not in. Are we are we start are Halloween season started? I mean, Halloween's a big deal in you the city. You can get like decorations out at the stores now. Stuff. Yeah, out, do you so. think people are starting people to are act out? Yeah. yeah, people. It's, it's the you start planning out. your costume early. Yeah, I I was like, are my eyes deceiving me? And I don't think anybody on Marquee ever mentioned it. And I, I guess I can't blame them for that because it just like obviously that's that's just a big bleep you to Cubs fans to see somebody dressed up like Steve Bartman. So I get, but I, I actually w- would have preferred that it was acknowledged just, just to, you know, even if it was in a nasty way, like even if they took a shot at the guy, but, and maybe they did, maybe, maybe at some point in time it was acknowledged. I don't know in pre or, po- or post maybe, or in, you know, I wasn't, didn't watch every second of the game. So, but anyway, I don't know. So, but you you backed me up on that. That was that was definitely happening. Okay, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Promised I would take a the Bears call. And John, you are man. You have the patience of a mensch. Well, you know, I yeah, I drive to and from work for forty five minutes, and you guys sure make that drive a lot more enjoyable through every day of the week. So I thank, thank you. you guys for having this radio show, and I listen to Molly and Hanley in the morning, and I listen to. Listen to you guys on the way back home. So uh, I know I had a Bears question, but I'm going to shift gears since you're talking Cubs. And I, I'm going to more or less give a big shout out to the fan uh, Cubs fan uh, organization for uh, sending my daughter a signed baseball by Ian Happ, and a big shout out to the Anthony Rizzo Foundation for offering to pay our mortgage next wow. month. My my daughter was diagnosed with uh, ALL, mm. and we've been back and forth from uh, Riley or uh, Lurie's up there in Chicago, and she's doing good. And I couldn't be more thankful for for the the Cubs. And I know Anthony Rizzo don't play for the Cubs anymore, but his foundation and doing that for us, I wasn't gonna. My wife just called and told me about it, so I I decided to just give them a big shout out. We couldn't be more thankful. Wow, that is. So, uh, what's her name and how old is she, John? Uh, her name's Jessa Vuko, and she's nine years old. Wow, that's beautiful. That's so, beautiful. The whole yeah. thing. That's a beautiful name yeah. as well. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, and you thanks. and you got your message out there, man. That's fifty thousand watts right there. So I'm glad yeah. that that's uh, we accept that wholeheartedly, man. Thank you. You got it, John. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Take care, man. Be well. Did not know the call was going to go in that direction, but it truly is heartbreaking and heartening to hear that, like the emotions of that, like all of a sudden just taking that sharp turn. And, uh, man, it, that that hits me too. I don't have kids, but as I get older and I have nieces and nephews, like that, like people who are innocent and can't protect themselves. And uh, I live right near Lurie as well, so I see it. I see it a lot, you know, see those kids. So I I do appreciate that. 
I do have to say, though, uh, and uh, now I'm glad, actually, I didn't go after him for the Mully and uh, Hanley thing. (laughs) Now he gets a complete pass for that. Um, No, he met Mully and Hall, and Mully and Hanley was also a great show. So it's not like he said a dirty word. Brian Hanley is a is a welcome big time name. He is a cornerstone of the score. So you didn't say anything bad. That's that's for sure. It was just uh, it just probably just needed to be correct corrected because uh, we want to keep this is Hall. We always want to keep Hall happy. That is that is uh, something that is absolutely necessary. Do we have time to do uh, to hear the the Brisker really quickly? Let's let's play Jaquan Brisker. I just want to give my two cents on this from Jaquan Brisker, who was talking about the fans booing. He was on with uh, Bernstein and Holmes. We have so many Bears players that I try to keep track of it all in my head, but he was on with Bernstein and Holmes today. Here he is. I could understand, so don't get me wrong when I say this or don't take it the wrong way. I understand, you know, the boos with the reps. You know, if they make a call or bad call, things like that at home. Maybe um, a certain play call on offense or whatever, but like the booing early, um, maybe like the first, second, third, like the game's not over. Um, you know that's tough. Um, you know the Bears fans should have our back a, a lot more and be more patient. Um, you know they came out to see us win, and we and we see teams you know across the league. You know last year, you know years ago, um, the game's never over till it hits zero. So I feel like. You know, we we got booed, you know, very early, which the game wasn't over. Um, we still were in it. Um, we got booed, and then next thing you know, we scored. So it's just like, you know, if they just you know be a little bit more patient, um, be a little, just a lot more patient, um, with us and just have our back. You know, just have our back until it's a zero, and then maybe I understand at the end, or maybe certain calls in the game, um, you know, with the refs, you know, things like that. You know, fans are gonna have just certain booze, but not booing all the time or you know just most of the game this is a time where i absolutely see it from both sides i see it from both sides and from the player side booing sucks it's gotta hurt like hell especially if it's like an individual. That's a, that's not necessarily what Brisker is talking about here, but that's soul crushing when they hear that. So I actually understand where the players are coming from when they hear that. I mean, it's just it is just it, it hurts and it probably affects their play negatively if if it is, if it, there's any other way. Um, but from the fans' perspective, fans, Bears fans have been tortured by expectations. Tortured by expectations. The last time we had a similar predicament was in 2019. The Bears opened against the Packers, and they were booing Mitch Trubisky in the first quarter of the game. And it was same, but but even more worthy that year because this was supposed to be Trubisky 2.0, level 200 courses, and the offense was just... And I don't have to tell you all the things that were on the line heading into this game again. Jordan Love, nine-game losing streak against the Packers. No Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's the Packers to start the season. So there were many reasons for this game as well 
why fans were extra emotional and you were allowed to boo. So I hope you understand where I'm coming from on that. Been a fun show today for an hour. Thanks to Leo Stodderher for producing the show. I see my guy Gabe Ramirez back there. He's coming in to do pre- and post-game for the Cubs game, which is next. Zach Zayman and Ron Coomer will have the call, but Gabe will be here for 7.05 pregame. First pitches at 7.40. That means I got to go. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Talk to you later. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.